All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, June 21st of 2023 here. Uh, we already have a seven-game MLB slate underway. Good luck to all of you playing the early MLB slate here. Gotta love these early slates. Get the all-day sweat today with the main slate, uh, six-game main slate kicking off later. And then looking ahead to tomorrow, we have uh, the Travelers Championship for PGA teeing off early first thing. Uh, so, you know, all-day sweat Wednesday, all-day sweat Thursday. Should be a fun couple days of DFS here. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. Questions can come in via support. You can reach us at support at sabersim.com. You can reach, uh, you can post questions live in the YouTube chat. You can also post questions ahead of time in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there is a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it. As always, get access to all the individual sport channels where a lot of the rest of the SaberSim team is around answering user questions. Uh, users are talking strategy. You have a lot of sharp users in the community so you can hear from them as well. And then you also get access to our similar shows you when uh, lineups are released, when guys are scratched, uh, see when new Sims kick off for that news here. So always good to know uh, what is running and uh, can help you with your DFS process here. But with that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, we had one question in the Office Hours channel at the moment. Uh, it's, it looks like it to be a follow-up on yesterday's demo here. So for those of you who didn't catch a show yesterday, I basically walked through an entire MLB process from end to from start to finish here, uh, talking about you know different things I'm looking at, different things I'm doing, different things I'm considering. So if you guys are you know looking for a, a walkthrough of an MLB process, uh, I would check out yesterday's video. I thought it was really good here. Uh, so we just have this one question. So if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. But the follow-up was from Jim, and Jim said, can you can you walk us through how you made the rules you used today in the video? I tried but did not get the options for home run like you showed. Okay, so yes, I could totally do that. So I used one rule in the um, demo yesterday, and it was this rule down here. Uh, actually, I believe it was this rule. Let's check it out. Uh, yes, it was this rule. So basically what the rule says is it is a uh, rule type is group. Selection method is automatic. And if it says if at least one player from a team is in your lineup and they have a home run, uh, basically like home run expectation less than 0.1, less than like 10%, then use at least two players from the same team. So what this is doing is curating your one-off pool, right? You're saying, hey, I don't want to um, play guys who have a low chance of hitting a home run. I, I If I'm going to play those type of guys, I'd rather play them in a team environment where they are getting on base, guys are hitting them in, other players are getting hits, RBIs, this player is getting runs. It's, it's a it's a more uh, team scoring environment, right? As opposed to, you know, playing a Pete Alonzo one-off where – Mets score two runs. They have four hits total, but he hit a two-run home run, and, and he got all his points that he needed, right? So that's kind of the gist of this rule. I will show you how to do it from scratch here. Uh, one disclaimer is that uh, this rule is, uh, if you can see these detailed stats, 
then you can make the room. So you can see the detailed stats if you are on the Saberson Pro plan here. So if you cannot see these detailed stats, like plate appearance, singles, doubles, triples, home runs, then you cannot write the rule. So you basically, you cannot write a rule for stats you cannot see. Uh, but it looks like Jim is on the Pro plan, so I'm going to show him how to do this from scratch here. So let me get this uh, question out of the way to, to make sure that you got the whole view here. So rule type, you're going to go to group. Selection method, you are going to go to automatic. And then where it says use, you can change this to if. So then this, this is now going to become an if-then rule. So then what you're going to say is if at least one, you want to group by team because we're, we're talking about this on a team stacking basis here. So group by goes to team. And then you're going to add a requirement. And then under this requirement, uh, you should have these uh, options here. And home run should be one of the options. So home runs less than, we'll go 0.1, and then, then then use at least two on the same team. So if there's opposing team, same game, make sure that this is set to same team, which it is by default here. And then pitcher is unchecked by default as well. Save that rule. And now that rule is active and, and uh, you should be all set. So that is how you walk through the rule here. But good question, Jim. Thank you for the follow-up. Uh, see people continuing to tune in here. Hello, everybody. Uh, running low on questions today. Uh, since we don't have any more questions at the moment here, I was thinking about, you know, yesterday I kind of talked about how to do an MLB process where you don't really have any takes on the slate. You don't really uh, have any opinions about, um, you know, who, who you want to play ahead of time. I was going to walk through a research build and just kind of tell you guys, you know, what I'm looking for, how I'm evaluating a slate, and uh, help you guys, you know, figure out uh, ways to kind of think about, you know, uh, teams or, or uh, even pitchers that you might want to target here, right? So let's go ahead and do that. I'm going to set my sliders to whatever I'm playing, right? And uh, there's the, the, the conventional research build is a 0-9 build or a 0-10 build here. Uh, for these MLB Classic slates, I'm a big fan of 0-9. At 0-10 is... is truer to like uh sim optimals here right but in in baseball you're never going to need an optimal lineup to win your contest you just need a winning lineup that's why i'm okay with sim diversity nine uh taking very small groups of sims here and showing you how players did over a small uh set of sims here so i'm, I'm totally okay with nine for mlb here and then i'm going to set my pool size to as many lineups as i can build and i'm going to actually turn min salary to zero i don't want any restrictions here limiting um you know who is coming up in these builds here so this is strictly for research one thing that i did do in yesterday's demo was lower min salary to forty-five thousand, but you don't have to do that and uh even even then i'm not lowering it to zero for the build that i'm actually taking with me into my contest here so gonna run uh five thousand lineups here since i am on the pro plan and uh, show you guys what we are getting on the other side here. But just waiting for the lineups to finish loading. All right. Looks like lineups are finishing up now. I am going to make my two adjustments, two projections here, so I can view my lineups. And then what I'm going to do is just change my number of lineups at the top 
to the number of lineups in my pool. So that'd be 5,000. And then I'm going to look at my pitchers first here. So I'm just going to go to pitcher category. And then the way that I like to do this is um, a couple different ways. I like to chop this up in diff uh, different ways. So one is by ownership here. Uh, you know, what does Saberson think of the highest owned plays on the slate here? And uh, some negative leverage to them, but but overall, I think we like them, right? Louis Castillo, about 49% owned. We think that they should be in about 38% in these lineups. So still fairly high here. And then Otani in 38% ownership in 30% of our pool lineups here, even with Darvish uh, actually over on Garrett Whitlock here and probably over on Michael Kopech here. So, so big takeaways for me are leverage on Kopech, leverage on Whitlock, um, uh, slightly negative on Castillo and Otani, but I'm actually okay if the builder ends up liking them overall here. And uh, another way I could look at this is by leverage, right? I could just sort by leverage and see who those highest leverage plays are. So same thing, Kopech and Whitlock here. And then uh, Gavin Williams, to a lesser extent, I could inversely sort by leverage here, right? So Castillo, Otani, uh, I probably missed this Sunny Gray one here. You know, I'm 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 looking for guys like that kind of stand down and stand out a little bit. And to me, it's like my plus or minus five percent is like usually fine. Or when they're like half their ownership or double their ownership, something like that. So uh, Sunny Gray might be another name that I make a note of here. But just trying to show you guys different ways you can look at this information. Uh, you can also sort by projection, right? Just see what you guys, uh, what the builder thinks of the highest own, uh, the highest projected plays descending here. So um, not seeing anything different, but just showing you guys a couple different ways you could chop this up. So that is what I'm doing for pitchers here. And then for stack types, right? Um, this is probably, so So this is like why I don't love a zero nine build uh, for stacks here. So you see like we're getting a ton of small stacks, right? Three twos. Two two twos, two two, three two two, uh, some four twos, but but a lot of you know two stacks here, and, and that is because we have turned correlation all the way down to zero here. So this is why I'm kind of an advocate for like this modified correlation build, which I call it, uh, looking at batters specifically here. So what I'll do is I'll look at the default sliders for the contest that I'm playing. So correlation is at eight. And then I'll just chop correlation in half, basically saying like, hey, I don't want correlation to have as big of an impact as it usually has, but I do want the builder to uh, account for it a little bit here. That way um, I still get some stacks. So I, I'm, I'm more of a proponent for this, you know, half correlation, uh, sim diversity nine stack research build. I don't know how everybody on the team would feel about that here, but this is something that I've uh, used uh, regularly and something that I've come to like just with uh, getting some bigger stacks here, but not, you know, full-fledged correlation. So anyways, these lineups are finishing up now. Uh, we'll look at these once we get into the post build here. Feeling a little sick today, everybody, so sorry if I sound a little congested. All right, so same thing. Going to set number of lineups to my pool here. Going to 
make two adjustments, two projections. And now we can view our lineups here. So then I'm going to go over to my stacks. Uh, I actually want to go back to stack types. So now we're getting some bigger stacks here, right? A 4-2 is uh, highest pool, getting some 5-2s up there. So still getting some small stacks, but but that's expected, right? I just wanted to get some more of these big stacks. And with the modified correlation, only the the only what Saberson perceives to be the best plays are going to make it into these bigger stacks here, which is which is what I'm trying to uh, flesh out, what I'm trying to look for, right? So I, I don't really look at the game stacks tab. I just pretty much go straight to the team stacks after going to stack types. And then I, I work backwards here. So I work from five stacks backwards, looking at the teams that are coming up most often. Usually I will be comparing this to implied runs here, which uh, also uh, basically checking against um, ownership as well. So I'm just going to note some of these teams down here. So we have Angels at 5.1. We have, oh, I'm sorry, 5.3. Texas, 5.1. Dodgers, 4.8. White Sox, 4.8. Cleveland, 4.8 San Diego 4.7 and I think that's fine we'll make 4.5 the cutoff here so I'm going to go back to my build and then going to go back to my five stacks tab and just going to see like you know are these the top teams uh where where are the top teams falling here so I I'd say this is like kind of interesting the White Sox are Highest owned five stack, and they're actually our fourth tied for fourth highest um, implied run total, right? So the Angels are above them, Texas is above them, Dodgers are above them, and Cleveland is tied with them as far as implied runs, but they're showing up more often than all these teams. So I'm going to make like a little star next to the White Sox here. Uh, this is kind of more expected, right? Angels, Texas. The Dodgers are our top three implied runs. So Texas Angels, Dodgers. Uh, this this looks like really normal. Angels, Texas, San Diego. So San Diego White Sox here, kind of creeping up. Uh, these were like our lower teams here. So gonna make a little note next to San Diego. As, as we get smaller here, I'm a little less inclined to put too much weight on these teams here. And then we get a lot of Oakland, Cleveland, San Diego at at the top, but one thing I think that is important is like, if you look at our uh, implied teams here, right? So these, these five teams are the highest five run total teams. And then the next one is Oakland. So then if you were like, Hey, you know, uh, Oakland is showing up, you know, more than the angels are showing up, right? 21% Oakland exposure, 19% angels exposure. Wow. Oakland might be a really good play, but then you go and look at their two stacks and two thirds of that exposure is Oakland two stacks, right? So got to be careful. Uh, Want to see where the Angels are coming up overall. I think that even though the Angels are, you know, pretty middle of the pack here, I think they're okay. I, I would look into their ownership, but I'm a little more interested in Chicago, San Diego, and then I want to see what the ownership for the Angels is as well here. But this is how I'm trying to get some ideas of where I might want to go on the slate. 
Going to put a filter here to remove some clutter. Ownership for the White Sox. Actually, like, kind of high here, right? I'd say, like, if I had to estimate, you know, 15% stack ownership here. And then let's check out the Angels. Angels, ah, it's close. I'd say, like, 10 to 15%. So actually not that much different considering their total. And then I wanted to see San Diego. So San Diego looks probably like our our like leverage play here, right? Uh, only one player above 10% ownership. Tati's probably used as a one-off a ton here. And the team ownership, I would say, stack ownership, probably closer to like 5% here. So actually not opposed to maybe taking a stand on some San Diego stacks, making sure I'm getting to them overall here but but that is how i'm trying to figure out you know where i might want to play more of a team where i might want to play less of a team what do i think about some of these secondary stacks etc here so i think that uh all things considered in our research build uh we like san diego and we are pretty comfortable with a lot of the pitchers that we're seeing here so then i'm just going to go into like a regular build here and then show you guys what i'm doing for this Looks like Michael is here. Michael said, tuning in. What, what is up, Michael? Uh, if you guys have any questions, you know, we're just walking through some builds here. Not a lot of questions. I see one in the Office Hours channel from the Shallow Cross, which we will get to uh, But once we finish this demo. But if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. All right. So we are running this build now that we have some ideas about the slate. Lineups are finishing up here. Getting into the post build. All right. We're going to make our two adjustments here. And I'm going to I'm going to act like I'm building 150 lineups. Then, you know, going to check my stack types. Uh, a lot of small stacks, but it's okay. They're, they're at a really low rate here. We see our 5.2s at 40%, 5.3s at 34%. So I think I'm okay with some random stacks in there. Going to increase mini uniques to half. Going to see how far down in my pool I am. 8.89, not bad. Still getting a lot of big stacks after applying min uniques. Uh, San Diego is actually our top exposed stack here. So basically, as a result of our Saber score here with our negative weight on average adjusted ownership, uh, Saber Sim is coming to the same conclusion that we were coming to in our research build that, hey, San Diego uh, is probably a good spot to uh, get some extra exposure to today, try and take a stand on here, right? And then it, they still like the Angels. I think the Angels are fine overall as like a big stack here. I want to go through these tabs and see where these teams are coming up. So 8% angels, two stacks. That's okay. We're still getting like 18%, three stacks or bigger here. Uh, so I, I honestly, I think this looks great. This is exactly what I wanted to see for my teams. I like San Diego. I think the angels are completely fine. Um, we, we actually have pretty low exposure to Chicago, I think because their ownership ended up being a lot higher than expected here at like 
pushing 15% plus here. Uh, so we're at about 9% Chicago. I think that's okay. But San Diego is really the team that we wanted to key in on here. And then I just want to make check my batters. So no batter over 24%. Going to check my pitchers. And let's see who we're getting to. So we're getting to a lot of Garrett Whitlock, which we said we liked. Uh, about ma basically matching pool exposure on Castillo and Otani, which I actually like here, uh, especially when these guys are negative leverage in our pool. Playing them at the rate that they are optimal, I think is totally fine. So what the builder is saying is like, hey, you know, we, we know that these guys are chalky. We know that these guys are good. Let's just play them at their optimal rate and take stands elsewhere. And I think that's totally fine. So a lot of Whitlock exposure. Uh, Gavin Williams, probably just a salary relief pay, play at 5,700. We, we did have some slight po positive leverage to him in our research build, have some slight positive leverage to him in our pool. Uh, rostering him almost at 2x the field, but I think that's okay as well. Some small positive leverage on Kopech and uh, negative leverage on Sunny Gray. So these are like the guys that I remember talking about in our research build. Uh, I think this lineup set is great. I am a big fan here. I like it a lot. So I would roll with this. Uh, very happy with what I am seeing here. But that is how I would incorporate, you know, a research build into my process and um, use it to to verify some of the things that I'm seeing in my actual build that I'm going to run for my contest. So glad to see that Saber Sim and I are coming to the same conclusion on some of the teams that we want to roster here. Michael said, I like to watch the building process. Well, you came on the right day. And then Michael, I also did a demo yesterday walking uh, from, from start to finish for a full MLB process. So you got to see two research builds and the um, build that I basically built for my contest here as an example. Shane says, short of showdown slates, do you always keep the rule on for home run less than? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, sometimes I might forget to check it, to turn it on. But in general, I like this rule as like a baseline here. I think that, you know, as far as rules go, I think that this is a fine heuristic for baseball here. Similar to like NBA where no more than three players per team is like a fine heuristic. Uh you know, there are exceptions with like when, when, you know, the Warriors sit their entire starting five, then, then yes, I want to do something different. But I think in general for a pretty standard slate, I think that this rule is totally okay. All right. Uh, we are through with that MLB example here and follow up. Going to hit this one from the shallow cross. Question says, in the six-player non-captain sports, MMA, NASCAR, PGA, et cetera, how important is it to set groups or is it important at all? So really good question here. Um, you know, the only time I will ever set a group is for golf. And if I do, it's specifically weather-focused. So if you – so you, you can see that we have this tee time column in the app here. Let's say that it's like a, a split weather slate where – you know, the AM PM wave has way better weather than the PM AM wave. And you want to favor one wave of golfers as opposed to the other here. Uh, what you could do is you could set a rule that says, we'll say stack at least five. So we want to be really aggressive, right? We want to get at least five players from the good weather wave. And then um, you could say, or oh, I'm sorry, you got to do a group rule. So it's rule type group selection method automatic. 
And then we're going to say use at least five and then leave group by unchecked here. Very important. And then add a requirement and then say tea time is before. And then we could say uh, 11 a.m. here. And, and this is what how you would write it, right? So this is the only time that I'm basically creating a group for golf is when I am deliberately trying to take advantage of a weather split here. So I think that this rule, in, uh, this is one group rule that I'm okay using. But aside from that, I'm not really using any rules here um, in, you know, golf in, or, or MMA and NASCAR play a little different because the price, the uh, player pools are smaller here. But in, you know, NASCAR, we are taking these single um, track simulations, right? We are uh, simulating one entire uh, race and building you the optimal lineup from that race. And we are doing that, you know, 500 times, 5,000 times, however many times you're doing that here. So I think that, you know, groups are not super important. It's not something I would suggest outside of trying to take advantage of a very specific scenario where you can justify building that group for a specific purpose. So I'm not going to say that groups are bad. I just think that groups should be used very deliberately, but good question. All right. Uh, we are all caught up with questions at the moment here. Uh, while we wait for any final questions to come in, just want to let you guys know, if you guys are not playing over on owner's box, you guys should be taking advantage of our owner's box promotion. We um, partnered with owner's box at the beginning of the MLB season here. The contests on owner's box overlay very frequently. You can find contests where they're paying you to play, find no rate contest, find reduced rate contest. The competition over on owner's box is going to be uh, softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, Fando, or Yahoo. If you use promo code Saber or SaberSam, you can get a $500 deposit bonus, and we will track your entry fees, and you can earn free months of SaberSam just by playing on the site. There is no limit to the amount of credit that you can earn. Each time you cash in on one of these prizes, we will reset your tracking to zero, and you will start to earn again right away here. So take advantage of the promotion. I highly recommend it here. I've played a lot on Owner's Box this MLB season and have had a good season uh, to date here. So highly recommend it. But until tomorrow, uh, if you guys are building lineups throughout the day, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel. Let it sit there. It gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with for our next show. Uh, good luck in all your guys' contests. I will take. I will, I will see you all tomorrow. Take care. Thanks. Bye.